Welcome to the Practice Impossible podcast with your host, Coach JPMD. And if you've been listening to these podcasts in sequence, you might hear a little difference in the sound quality. And that's because we've just moved into our new home and we have a room dedicated uh, for recording podcasts. Not yet set up yet, so there may be an echo, but I I think uh, it's going to turn out really well. And uh, hopefully the quality will continue to improve as we configure this room. Not many things in medical practices can help you decrease your stress and increase your revenue all at the same time. And at Practice Impossible, my goal is to share with you things that can help you do just that. Either it decreases your stress or increases your revenue. So in today's episode, we have a conversation with my medical scribe company that's helped me see more patients and alleviate the stress of having to complete notes in a timely fashion. And, you know, I'm not perfect. I still have things to review. still have uh, notes that may be a little bit past due, but I think for the most part, this service that I'm using now has transformed the practice. And I want you to hear how this company works and I think you'll enjoy it. So here we go. Welcome to the Practice Impossible Podcast, where your host, Jude Pierre, MD, also known as Coach JPMD, discusses medical practice topics that will guide you through the maze that is the business of medicine and teach you how to increase profits and help populations live long. Your mission, should you choose to accept, is to listen and be transformed. Now, here's your host, Coach JPMD. So today we're joined uh, on the Practice Impossible Podcast by Ashwin George, and uh, he is the Chief Operating Officer at uh, VB Scribe. And this is going to be an interesting conversation because there are many things in, there are not many things in my practice that actually has transformed the way I do see patients and practice medicine. And there were two things. There's one tasks. I have a medical assistant that actually reviews my tasks, my messages, and responds to them for me after we review it. And then the second thing was a scribe and getting a scribe in my practice. And about three, three and a half years ago, I hired a scribe that uh, followed me in the room. And unfortunately, after the pandemic or around the pandemic time, I lost the scribe and I had to find another way to help do the things that I do. And so today I wanted Ashwin to come on the Practice Impossible podcast and kind of tell us what a scribe is. First of all, introduce yourself and tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah. Hi, um, I'm Ashwin. I'm COO of Virtual Physician Scribes. We've been providing virtual scribing solutions for providers since 2018. I started this company about four years ago and it's grown pretty, pretty big since then. That's wonderful. So what is what is a scribe? For those that may not know, and I know that some physicians already have scribes, and but what, mm-hmm. what, is, the, what is the definition of a scribe? So pretty much um, the definition of a scribe is someone that would assist the provider in the documentation of um, kind of what's going on in the visit. I know a lot of providers, their documentation is a lot of templates or they might take their, their charts home with them and they're not necessarily getting all the details that are going on in the exam. So uh, a scribe is a person that will be in the exam room or be listening to the audio in the exam room and pretty much be being documenting everything in as much detail as possible for the provider on, on the EHR so that um, you'll have accurate notes for billing and have a very good patient history. 
And so you mentioned either in the room or virtually, uh, or at least I, you know, the, your company is a virtual scribe company. So mm-hmm. explain what's the difference between a, a virtual scribe and a regular scribe. So yeah, an in-person scribe is someone that actually goes in the room with the provider and will be kind of charting on a computer, listening in real time. So there'll be another person in the exam room with you when you're examining the patient. With a virtual scribe, pretty much um, there's a microphone in the exam room connected to the computer. And um, we use some HIPAA compliant software so that the scribes could listen in real time what's going on. Nothing's really being recorded during that time. So the scribes have to be kind of actively listening and they'll document in real time on the chart. Mm -hmm. And so this is something you went to school for and you got an MBA and and developing. (laughs) No, actually, I went to UT Austin. I, I went government route. I worked in parliament in London. So I was actually totally opposite to this. But um, one day my dad came up to Austin for a meeting. Um, he's a physician in um, South Texas internal medicine. And I think the describing the concept first got to him then four years ago. So I think it was still a pretty big concept than in-person scribing. And I know his documentation style is he takes everything home. He doesn't like to be in front of the computer in front of the patient. So usually he'll come home and have two to three hours of chart work. I used to be his typist too, because he used to use chicken finger typing, one finger typing. So he would dictate and I would go through some of his charts with him um, after school. But um, pretty much that concept came to him and then we kind of thought through it. And another side piece of information, my sister actually went to medical school in India um, where most of my scribes are located. So she was during that time, she was studying for her steps. And it usually takes about a year for someone from a foreign medical graduate to study for the step. So she was kind of in this transitionary period. So we thought that this would be kind of a good opportunity for people like that, that want to learn about how um, medicine is practiced here in the US and want to actually put some of their knowledge to to use. And we kind of got that idea. And then um, I was on a plane to India two months later, halfway through my semester, went all online and um, started it from there. Huh. So, so you went to medical school in India? Is that what? what I, well, no, like, <laughs> I, I, I didn't go to medical school. My sister went to medical school. I'm surprised she was able to complete it. She's back now practicing. She actually got a nephrology fellowship um, recently. So she, nice. she did um, internal medicine as well. But um, I went to India, and uh, I thought I was the first person with this idea. Oh, we can get doctors, nurses, or people to do virtual scribing work. And I put out an ad and little did I know there was already companies doing this. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a great story. So your father, so did he also, was he in part of starting this company or was De- he? Definitely. He was a guinea pig um, to say the least. Um, I didn't have very good software in the very beginning, actually. Like right now I'm using Zoom to connect all the scribes with um, their providers. They have a great HIPAA compliance license. So everything is very secure and encrypted. But back then I didn't know about that. So we were testing different softwares and Mm -hmm. it was very cumbersome. Every time he would go to the exam room, he would have to log into something. So it definitely took a lot of iterations. But finally, I think we've kind of perfected that workflow and it's been a great use to him. So he's actually had his scribe. She was like actually maybe like our fourth or fifth employee. And it's uh, one person he can't let go of. Um, he can't practice without her. And we've had other scribes try and he just gets upset. <laughs> he, he loves her. 
So, so what did you, where do, where do you see the industry going? Cause obviously you said that people were doing this in 2018. Mm-hmm. I know that there are obviously us based companies as well doing this. I've looked into them. I know that you guys had a lot of ad time on Facebook. I think that's where I may have seen an ad yes. or on or social media. So, so where do you see this going? So yeah, I think um, the industry has been usually filled with MTs, medical transcriptionists, right? Um, I think previously, people would dictate their notes and someone would come back and give them the, the paper text of it and then they would put it in the paper chart. So that's kind of evolved now. People um, have been displaced from those types of jobs and now I think scribing other virtual medical assistants, other kind of periphery ancillary medical service jobs, they're going they have to evolve to get to this. So we have um, people in India, all of these companies actually were probably medical transcription companies established 20 years ago doing this type of work. And now they're quickly evolving, going into virtual scribing, like live scribing with an actual person. There's even some companies, I know Microsoft and uh, Nuance, I think they produce Dragon. They have a big team over there that are trying to perfect their AI. So Mm -hmm. AI scribing, so pretty much they're trying to correct the software so they have people listening in, the software spitting out um, what the charting would look out. And then right now, some scribes are actually correcting those things to, to have the software learn and eventually hopefully become fully automated so that they don't have to have a person in the room. So that's kind of where the industry is going. I'm a little more pessimistic towards that. I think you still need that human touch and sometimes speaking to your scribe, the scribe going over the previous chart with you. There's other added value other than just the pure documentation. Yeah, so so from from my standpoint, I, I know that when you know we can talk about the pros and cons, but I think one of the things I've noticed um, as soon as I lost my scribe was that patients were able to speak to me more freely when they didn't see another person in the room. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not sure what other physicians are are seeing or, or or getting from their patients, but by the two three minute mark. I find that my patients don't even realize that someone is listening and, and mm-hmm. that they're able to actually speak to me more freely. Is that something that you see also in the industry? Uh, definitely. Um, I think that also kind of amplified, I guess, during COVID, you know, when you didn't want to also have an extra person in the room with you. So I think kind of that virtual um, person there would, would, would help. And, and definitely most of my providers that, I, um, that use the service, they actually – they don't usually speak to the scribe in the room like you. I'm pretty sure you do as well. You speak to your patient whenever you're done speaking to your patient. You could let the patient go and then you could speak to your scribe freely after the visit or, mm-hmm. or something. That's how most of my providers do. So usually, yeah, the patient, they sign that consent form. They are aware that someone is listening in, but it's very the microphone is not too big. It's not too um, I guess cumbersome or it's not yeah. too noticeable mm-hmm. so that um, they definitely do um, forget. I used to actually use this other microphone in the past that had a big red light on it. Uh, and I, I had to kind of change that because I felt like um, some providers or it didn't, it didn't feel comfortable for patients. Mm-hmm. So what are other um, negatives that you see in, in um, having the virtual scar? I know that yeah, this is what yeah. you do, but, but certain things I look at negatives as maybe things that we can improve on and uh, we can, kind of look to see how we can make it better for the patient experience. So, Yeah, I think some of the negative things is um, there are other ancillary things that people in person can do for the practice, right? Maybe when you're usually the scribes, they don't fulfill an order. Um, usually they pre-fill orders like maybe um, prescriptions or referrals to other providers. 
But having an in-person staff, you usually will have someone that could kind of do that right away. So there is a little bit more coordination that needs to happen between the scribe and the provider and the the clinic so that we can get the patient going um, in a faster way. But definitely an in-person, someone there actually there would actually fulfill the order and kind of have the patient going right away. Mm -hmm. So I think it kind of cuts a little steps if you have someone in person. And um, But in in regards to, I guess, the documentation I feel like the people that you're also getting in person, they're also, um, they're kind of, you have to look at their job perspective and what, what they're looking to get from their career, right? Most of them are in medical school or trying to get to medical school. So you have a certain knowledge level there. The scribes usually from overseas, this is kind of their career. So mm-hmm. they had to kind of gather a lot of knowledge. Um, they've been maybe in the industry transcriptionist for many years. So they've heard or they've seen how doc, like documentation of charts and how doctors I guess lingo um, is. So I think that kind of changes for, with in-person ascribing or having a person in person and having a virtual. Yeah. And I, I, what you're saying uh, about the end of the visit, I think it happens with us in the, in the practice because you know, we, we're fairly busy in the office and we kind of move patients one after the other. And what I'm finding is that if my scribe is not able to finish the impression and plan, then they're asking, well, the patient's ready to be checked out, but the patient's like, oh, well, we have lab work that needs to be ordered. We have, so there is, there is something that we may have to implement a delay in Mm -hmm. processes. Maybe even, uh, I think we gave her uh, instant messaging on our computer, on our EMR system. So she may, might be able to communicate with the staff just as though she was there. Yeah. So, so pretty much um, like in my dad's clinic, what the workaround that we've done on uh, the UZCW. So what the scribe will do, um, will assign, like do it, like assign an action to a, a, an MA that's sitting in the nursing station and make it urgent. So like a notification will pop up on their EMR. So while the, like he's speaking to the patient, maybe ordering uh, or, or like maybe sending a prescription or ordering some lab, that message is already communicated to the MA through the scribe on the back end. And then by the time the patient walks out, everything should be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every practice is unique. There's a lot of workflows that each practice could adapt, but it definitely work. It, it helps with communication and knowing what the capabilities of what the scribe can do. And then just kind of tying all those loose ends together to make sure that the patient's getting the best care. For sure. And, you know, I think one of the other things is, is language. Uh, I've heard, uh, Doctors say, well, suppose a patient's speaking another language. I, I speak Spanish. I speak Creole. Some of, some of my patients. Mm-hmm. And so the scribe doesn't speak that other language. Yeah. So I'm having to translate what I'm talking Doing, to yeah. the patient about. And I, I think it's, it, I still think the time spent with the patient kind of trumps that, that negative, in my opinion. But I don't know how other providers are. So yeah, other Spanish speaking providers, one, he, he told me the way he, he, he likes to do it that saves some time is pretty much he does the whole visit in Spanish. And then when he's kind of doing the physical exam, he lets the patient know that he's going to kind of do a little dictation to the scribe so that they could do the documentation for him. So maybe he's doing some, I'm um, listening to the lungs and he's kind of just doing a quick summary dictation of what the visit is. And then he'll just continue the whole conversation in Spanish with the patient. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's that's interesting. I, I I do that a little bit, but uh, something to consider. I mean, what I think about- that also depends on yeah how you feel with how you feel with speaking like that to your patient. I know some providers. I think it's totally normal that they want the patient to kind of 
leave the exam room and then speak to the scribe more freely to make the patient feel more comfortable because mm-hmm. it is a little awkward than speaking to the computer when you don't see anyone and then the patient might be thinking what's going on <laughs> yeah but what about compliance issues have you have you had any issues with compliance in terms of the documentation the the hipaa compliance and things of that nature what have you seen so yeah, we have um, we're pretty compliant. We have um, all HIPAA compliant software, so we do have a BAA signed with Zoom. We do sign BAAs with all our clients as well. All our scribes, when they initially join our company, we undergo a three month. They undergo a three month training, and in that training, they have to do. We have like a HIPAA awareness course that they have to pass, like a module, mm-hmm. and we have little safe. We have on our computers, our company devices. They have safeguards to make sure there's no screenshotting, none of those things could happen while the scribes are working on our devices. Usually there is some problems when we go to bigger clients' hospitals, they'll have to do a lot of security audits. I'm actually going through one right now. So we have multiple meetings with their IT team going through how we connect in, all these things. But yeah, usually it's just a a long process, but um, luckily everything's HIPAA compliant and everything, we haven't had any problems so far. Yeah. Knock on wood. And uh, are you doing any surveys for patients uh, or within the practices that you're you're providing the services for because I just thought about this as I'm as I'm talking to you. You know, what are the what are, what are the patients saying? I actually haven't haven't done that. Um usually I've just it's been very hard usually I try to send surveys to providers too. None of them answer, so I never really thought to to ask the the patients how how they feel about that because definitely some of them might feel some change. Some of them, I know some providers tell me themselves that they give more of a personal visit. They don't have to sit, spend time on the computer. So definitely patients would acknowledge that and notice that difference. Mm-hmm. So I would be interested probably to see some sort of survey like that to see how patients feel about it. Okay. And I did not get a survey from you. So please. Okay. I'll send, I'll, <laughs> I think, yeah. So I actually kind of scrapped that when I kept doing it, it was, it was kind of negative, And then my scribe team, they would be like, why is no one giving positive feedback or any feedback to us? Are we doing good? So I was like, yeah, let's just hold off on this for a while. Yeah. So so I have to give a disclaimer because I, I probably didn't give a disclaimer at the beginning of this. Uh, VB Scribe is my scribe company after I lost my my live scribe. And uh, like I like I like I tell everyone that I that I coach or that I help, I'm looking to help physicians decrease stress, increase revenue. Uh, so if we can have them do something for their practices that allows them to f- to free their time up so that they can care for the patients more powerfully, that's what we're trying to do. And so my idea is to bring in my or our ecosystem of providers of uh, wise counsel, people who can help a physician really practice impossible, right? Because that's what we try to do. We try to help them understand things that they can do that they certainly weren't taught in medical school because I did. I was not taught about scribes in medical school. So, so where do we find you? Where uh, where could we find you if we wanted to to learn more about your services? Yeah, you could find me on my website. It's a VP scribe so v as in victor p as in paul and scribe.com um vp scribes as well.com you could search us on facebook we have our company page there as well mm-hmm. and yeah you could once you look on our page you could pretty much put your information there and you could schedule a meeting with me to see how scribing services could work for your practice and we'll have some we'll have the links uh, to the to your websites as well and i think there there is a at least i 
I don't know if you're still offering it, but I'm going to throw it out there. But you you gave us we a two do. week we, two week yeah. con- free consultation or free Scribe service for providers, and that was really that was really the key to me converting, because it was either I continued the way I was doing things three years ago and seeing you know fifteen twenty patients managed care difficult patients by myself and finishing my notes, or hiring a, another uh, company that can help me do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, one one thing, uh, one question I, I like to ask my uh, guests, it's related to the one thing by Gary Keller. He, he wrote a book called The One Thing, and it's what the what's the one thing you can do such that by doing it, it makes everything else easier or necessary. But I'm going to change it around a little bit and ask you, what's the one thing you wish that you're that you could change about your father's practice right now? I think I kind of alluded to this earlier. Um, right now. It's very difficult for his uh, him to live a day without a scribe. Um, he's so so very reliant on it. That scribe, I feel a little bad for her. She got married during these three years, and not very much vacation time. I could tell. So I mean, I think he he works usually four and a half days a week. So I think he needs to lighten his schedule a little bit more. Um, my brother actually just joined his practice and. He was telling me he's complaining. Um, he's just six months in that he's already having a full schedule. He's like needs an NP already. So he's like, I see my my colleagues, my classmates just starting in other in other clinics, and they just see maybe five, ten patients a day. And he's already at twenty five to thirty. So he's he's stressing out too. <laughs> so definitely love to help them out with the scribing service. But yeah, I mean they're they're too busy. They're too busy people. Their scribes are now kind of integrated in their lives. So now whenever my dad's taking vacation, he'll let his scribe know, yeah, I'm for July 4th, I'm going here. Plan your vacation accordingly. <laughs> so pretty much it's it's hard. I've been trying to pair other people, have backup scribes for him, but him and his scribe have um, a good chemistry and, and she knows kind of what he means by when he's talking to the patient and what he's mm-hmm. looking for. So yeah. they have that kind of uh, that same wavelength. So it's yeah, hard to yeah. kind of change that. <laughs> Well, it's all about establishing a relationship, right? So he's yeah. got a great relationship with his scribe, and that's gonna that that goes a long way in practicing medicine. So, yeah, maybe hopefully his office staff, his MAs, could do a little bit more to the scribe. <laughs> well, thank Ashwin, thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us on the Practice of Possible podcast, and and telling us what you do, and thank you for what you do for us and, and the practice and. There's anything we can do. If there's any feedback that we can give, we're certainly open to doing that. And, and send me a survey if you want me to, yeah, to, to fill something out. But I, you know, I'll think about doing a survey for patients as well. Once I've once I've done this for a little bit, because I, you know, we have to we do it for the patients, right? We're not doing mm-hmm. this for ourselves. We're doing this so that we can have less stress, so that we can practice impossible, so that we can care for patients and help them live long, because that's that's what we're that's what we went to medical school for. So yeah, exactly. So. um yeah, thanks for having me. I'll definitely send you that survey later today. Don't <laughs> yeah. worry about that. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm happy. I'm hope. I'm glad that you're happy with the service. I'm grateful that the scribe is helping you out, and hopefully that lasts a long time. Thank you again. Take care. Have a nice day. Bye. I'm so happy that we can have Ashwin on our podcast to share what his company does and uh, what medical scribes can do for medical practices and your practice also. I have to share with you that I do not have receive any financial compensation or any affiliate marketing fees for having Ashwin and uh, VB Scribe on the Practice Impossible podcast. 
And uh, I just wanted to share, share my story and share the things that uh, have helped me in my practice. And I hope they can help you as well. And you may not be ready to have a scribe in your practice. I know that it took me a while to realize uh, the importance of having other people help me in delegating note writing to them. I think you have to see a certain number of patients for it to make sense. And you have to also have a, a willingness to trust someone else, trust someone else to write your notes and also trust someone else to help you in your practice. And I think our goal as medical practitioners is to really treat patients and documentation and all the things that uh, stress us out in the practices are, are things that should not stress us out when we have companies like this that can help us. So I hope this has helped you and uh, please leave a review. Let us know what you think and uh, maybe even tell us uh, what other topics you might want to hear about. And we'd be glad to try to get a guest to fulfill those needs. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you in two weeks.